Hey guys, welcome back to The Transfer for another week. I'm Jared and this is... Pastor Beck. We are going to be looking at the story of Esther. It's a crazy story when you really think about it, isn't it? It is. I love the thought that she was a orphan. She lost her parents mm-hmm. and she was kind of adopted into Mordecai's family yeah. and looked after by, by him and... Uh, yeah, and so the story kind of begins with her being chosen. Um, it's just strange. It really, like, uh, you know, um, they talk about the lullaby effect in the Bible, like reading a story and just being like, oh, yeah, it's normal, whatever. But it's crazy. This, what, what, how old would she have been? 16? She'd be young. She'd be young. Yeah. Teen, high school teenage girl getting called... To go a beauty pageant. Yes. To be the queen's new wife. After, the king's new wife. Yeah, after he's killed his other wife. Yes. And then she wins the beauty pageant, then spends, what, two years? Or she spends, like, two years, like... Well, she spends, yeah, a, a whole year. year a whole, whole year, year being right. prepared. Being prepared. For and the then, beauty pageant. And then she wins the beauty pageant. And then, like, like it's utterly ridiculous yeah. when you think about it. It's just strange to think about some of these Bible stories... And you go, wow, that's these are Bible stories, and they're actually just a little bit crazy. Yeah, and so that's kind of the setup to the kind of the climax of the Book of Esther. Yeah, where um, she is inspired or is you know compelled to mm. go before the king. Yeah, and I love the fact that she has this um, relationship with Uncle Mordecai. And he, you know, he's standing at the city gates tearing his clothes because Mm. of the way, you know, that his people are being treated or will be treated Mm. and, you know, the plan that is underway for the Jewish people to be annihilated, really. And Mm. she is in this position of power and has the ability to do nothing if she doesn't want to. She'll Mm. be safe. But she risks her own safety Mm. um, for you know, God's bigger plan Mm. of redemption for others. Mm. So just that risk it took to, you know, take a risk and go before the king and is quite phenomenal. Mm. So it was, so help me out. This is what, Persia? Where are we at? No, the days of, who, in the days of king, was it the Persia? Was was it the king of Persia? Mm -hmm. We were talking Persia. Yeah. So these were Jews in Persia, or were they exiles, or...? Yes. Mm. Yeah, they were. I'm trying to... If you look in chapter 1, verse 13, it says, Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the king... And they named them. And these were the seven nobles of Persia and Media mm. who had special access to the king and were highest in the kingdom. That kind of gives us an idea of the, yeah, the place and the time. Yeah. And then strange scenario with him needing a new wife. And where does... I know I almost made a mistake before. I almost... Because we got... Uh, Esther lives with Uncle Mordecai and I almost went, oh, yeah, he lived with Uncle Haman. Haman, no. in, Haman is the opposite of the good character. Wrong so one. Who's, so who's Haman in this? Haman is one of the king's advisors. Mm. He's And Haman really is plotting to annihilate the Jewish people. Mm. So the Jewish people that are in Persia. Yes. And when you 
when you read it, Mordecai catch, catches wind of it. He knows what's happening, and he's he says to Esther, um, well, she looks down, verse 2 of chapter 5, it says, when he saw Queen Esther standing in the court, he was pleased with her and held out to her the gold scepter that was in her hand. So Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. Mm. So that tells us what Esther did, that she went before the king. But just before that, in chapter 4, um, Mordecai will say to her, um, do you think that just because you're in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape? In verse 14 of chapter 4, if you remain silent at this time, Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your family's, your father's family will perish, and who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Mm. I think this reminds us that God has a bigger picture. Yeah. It's not just our lives aren't meant to be for ourselves, and he has a plan and a purpose to use us in the in community and use us to help others and to watch his plan unfold not only in our own lives but in other lives mm. as our lives intersect with others so i think it's interesting that then esther will go and she puts his plan in place and she says look i'll do all this um you know i'll go before the king and see how we go and so mm. she develops his plan and the boldness of it though it's something that i can really take out of out of um the esther story is that she knows she was only supposed to go to the king of Persia, when she was asked to. She wasn't allowed to interrupt him, which is, you know, not not a great way. I don't run my marriage that way. But, um, yeah, anyway. Um, it's not a great way that it I was I don't think you're a king either. No. Um, <laughs> in my own head, I might be. Um, but the boldness of it, she knew that if she goes into the king uninvited, she could die. Well, and her her predecessor, yeah. Vashti, was. Yeah. So there was every chance that she might. Yeah. And she risks her life. She's wise. She When she goes before the king, she gets says to Mordecai, you get everyone to fast and pray. So she's aware that there's a spiritual element to what she's doing, that she needs God's help. And then she puts her plan into place. What happens? What's the result of her going before the king? Well, the result is, okay, so Haman... Doesn't like Mordecai, so he plans to kill the Jews. I've got that right, haven't I? Yes. Yeah. And so he sets up this big pole for Morde- that he can hang Mordecai on because he doesn't like him very much. Yeah. And then Haman ends up uh, hanging on the pole that he built for someone else. Have I got all that right? Yes. So it's this strange scenario where this king's advisor wants to use the king for his own means to yes. knock out a whole bunch of people that he doesn't like. Yeah. And because of, I suppose, Esther's boldness and Mordecai's boldness and his good deeds in the past, which is a whole other story, um, because of that, the evil that Ham- Haman planned was turned back on himself. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Mordecai reminds Esther that God will save his people. Mm. Um, I love that verse. No matter what you do, mm. if you choose to be involved in the redemption plan, mm. or if you don't, God is going to do what he, his plan will prevail, but you will miss out. If mm. you don't do your part, you and your family are the ones that are going to suffer. And I think sometimes we forget. We think, oh, well, I can just sit back and I'll do, let someone else do it. Mm. Um, but we forget that if we don't get involved, then that actually affects us and maybe even our households. Mm. But there's a blessing that comes 
as we say yes to Jesus, mm. say yes to the plan of God, as Esther said yes to the plan of God. One thing I wrote down, I think, I'm not sure if it was after reading the Esther story, one thing I wrote down in my journal that's kind of haunted me, um, I think I, I think I've had it, I think I wrote it either sometime last year, it's, the kingdom of God will be realized with or without me. It's whether I want to be a part of what God's doing or whether I just want to sit on my bottom and do nothing. Yeah. I'm the one that misses out. If I don't serve God, if I don't get involved, if I'm not generous, if I'm not kind, if I am not bold like Esther was bold, God's fine. Like... He'll get his way. His purposes, the way that he has designed life to be, will be. But I miss out. 100%. That's something that I think I wrote down either from reading this story or from reading another story. But it just so fits. Like, And if Esther did nothing, her uncle would have been... Like, an uncle that took care of her would have passed, like, probably gotten killed... Her people would have gotten killed. And she might have been fine, but she might have not also been fine. Yeah. But she would have missed out. Yeah. But she took the risky thing. She was bold. She chose to trust God. And it was the best for her, best for her family, and best for the kingdom, really. Yeah, I think she was wise about it. She realized that she couldn't just go in and be the confronter. Yeah. She had to confront with wisdom and she had to get some spiritual backing as she yeah. was going to go in and confront. Yeah. So they fasted and prayed before. And I think sometimes, you know, maybe this is more of an adult concept, but we realize there are things in our life. Maybe there's a friend we need to talk to and we need mm. to confront them about something and we need to have a conversation and we yeah. forget, hey, we should have someone to pray with us about that before yeah. we do that. I think that's where we can use that wisdom and gain that kind of wisdom from Esther. I mean, in Esther chapter 9, they'll... We'll see the first feast, the uh, feast of Purim, mm. and even to this day, Jews will celebrate Purim. And actually, you know, for us, it's like our book character days. Mm. Um, in the Jewish calendar, Purim is when they all dress up, and they dress up um, as what. Well, in traditional circles, they dressed up as a character in the story, mm. um, but they read the book of Esther in its entirety in synagogue. And whenever they get to Haman, they go, boo, and they and then when they get to Mordecai, they like, woo, and they cheer, and it's actually like an interactive reading with their, you know, boos and cheers. And In my Bible, it's only like one, two, three, four pages long. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's here we are talking about this character and her her story is only four pages long, but that's that's the effect that she's yeah, had. Yeah, she makes history. a dramatic impact. She does. And she, of course, Ruth is the other book that, a book of the Bible named mm. with a, I guess, a woman's name, mm. and Esther is the other one. Yeah. All right, so what what can we take out of the story of Esther? Boldness? I think boldness. I think she risks her life. She trusts God. Mm. I think she doesn't let her past or what she doesn't have. She didn't have, she didn't have parents who were mm. living... You know, she doesn't let that define her future. Yeah. And and I think sometimes, you know, we can look at our own families, our own lives, and think, oh, well, everything's not exactly how I pictured in my head it would look. Even kids, you can be in high school or last year of primary school, and you can look and go, well, my mum and dad are not like someone mm. else's, or I don't have a dad, or I don't live with my mom, or whatever your family situation is. Esther didn't have the perfect family situation either. Yeah. And we all, sometimes we don't. But we mm. can look at that and go, God can redeem mm. any situation. 
um, and the plan and purposes that he has for us are great. Yeah. And God can use anything we have, I yeah. suppose, as well. For Mordecai, he had access to the uh, to Esther. And I suppose Esther must have been... Like, she had looks, she had the beauty, and that's something that I suppose that she used. And, you know, you don't need that to be used by God, of course, but, yeah. like, it's something that she had. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anyway, happy to leave it there? Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.